0: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What do you mean?
1: Did, did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I do not think so.
0: On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Welcome back into the happy hour 937, the ticket, the ticketfm.com. It's uh one of our favorite times of the week. Is I, it- I'm not I'm not sure if it's uh we'll go ahead and go to the Allo VIP line. Um it's Allo VIP line sponsored by Allo Fiber. I'm not sure if if which segment is better, whether it's Wednesday at 1:30 with Steve or if it's Friday at 1.30 with Zach. Uh, but with that, let's go ahead and bring in Zach. Zach, what's up, my man?
2: Uh, what a what a heated battle that is <laughs> between two giants of the inside Nebraska. Side yeah, yeah, there. I mean, that, that's going down to the wire.
0: Yeah, we, we might just have be to, partial to neither.
2: Okay, well then, I, I don't know you and Steve's relationships, but I get the I get the feeling that it's a little more a uh, uh, little more complementary than <laughs> me and you. We we go back and forth, we jib, we jab, and at the end of the and at the end of the day, we go home.
0: I just, I just know <laughs> that, that that's, I, I just know that both of you are Nick's best friend, and I'm just kind of along for the ride. But
2: you gotta have those relationships, though. I'm sure you have friendships like that. Like, yeah. in your inner circles, where it's like, yeah, I'm just sort of. I, kn- I know where the dynamic I'm at. In this, I'm just, uh, in this trio.
0: <laughs> you just, you, Zach, you just
2: didn't even deny it.
0: You didn't even like, deny right. it, right? I don't even care about you. <laughs>
2: right. anyway. Hey, we're, we're all, we're all just over here hanging out. Like,
0: exactly. And, <laughs> we're all adults <laughs> anyway we can handle hey, the heart crushing right. truth <laughs> yeah exactly
2: what's funny is i don't even think i i like don't say more than one or two words to nick when we see each other no. in person because I, I don't talk to anybody no. except for like my uh guys on my staff at press conferences i'm trying to be laser yeah. folks so i'm I'll, like
1: <laughs> i'll be honest like i have to always say hi to zach so i don't know what that means so you know, yeah you,
2: well you always say hey how's it going like what's up nick that's all it going, is. That's like the nice extent of state.
1: our conversation. <laughs> it's like, so. "Yeah, I don't actually care about you." Yeah, no, no, no. And it's not even. It's not even like a slow hesitation of like, "Hey, maybe I should stop and have a conversation." It's just like, let's just keep on walking. It's not even worth it. <laughs> no, so. as long
2: as I have that mentality of like, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to you, then people don't try to talk to <laughs> exactly. me. Exactly. I can go. Up you. on the three things that I still need to get done or prepare before the press conference.
1: All right, let's uh, let's talk Husker football. We're hanging out with Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. All right, Zach. Hey, listen, Nebraska with 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 some help from teams that are playing Minnesota, uh, there's a chance Nebraska finds itself playing in Indy. I mean, it's kind of a miracle and incredible to think about that in year one of Matt Rule, we're having this conversation that it's actually on the table as a possibility.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were just recording our bold predictions on Wednesday, and I'm like, it's it's insane after the 0-2 start and. Where, what the conversation was going into NIU where Henry Harberg's coming in, it's like, I mean, it, it felt like uh, doom and gloom because it kind of was like, oh my God, what is going to happen now? Like, um, could, could this team wind up finishing three and nine? I didn't think that was, I, I didn't get the feeling that that was what was going to happen, but it was on the table. Mm-hmm. Just like I, I kinda don't think that Nebraska uh, Nebraska's gonna wind up going to the Big Ten championship game, but they could. It's on the table. Um, it's a realistic possibility and it, it is just insane how if you would have looked back at it or if you would look forward on uh on Sunday morning driving back or flying back to, to Lincoln from uh from the Colorado trip, like it's all right, Nebraska's gonna be five and three and in position to Mm-hmm. win the division and go to Indy. It's like, what? <laughs> what, what crazy pills are you taking? But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm officially like as of Monday or Tuesday, I started racking it. My brain like, all right, got to start budgeting out for not just a potential bowl game trip, but like, mm-hmm. you to start thinking about an Indianapolis trip Yeah, uh, to, to prepare for and budget for It's like, I, you wouldn't have seen that coming. You just wouldn't have. Um, but I know that's a product of a uh, of, uh, of down year in, a, in the Big Ten West that seem, it's seemingly always down, but I think Greg said it best that uh, it's a bizarre season in a division that's always been bizarre. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of sums it up. But um, this team's this, – their defensive identity, they, they established it early, so they've been able to, to build upon that. The offensive identity, they knew it, but then you have to keep – um, working around the curveballs of injuries and um, they settled in, I think it was after the Illinois game, or maybe it was going into the Illinois game where they're like, I think that was the first time they said pub- like publicly acknowledged, like, yeah, we know what we are. We're, uh, I mean, paraphrasing, we're a defensive, we're a mm-hmm. defensive team. We got like we gotta rely on them and just essentially do just enough on offense um, to complement them. And again, that's not, that's not the exact words and verbiage they said, but it's essentially what the feeling you got. And right now, that's, that's what they're doing. They're getting enough, just enough from the offense and um, relying on a, one of the best defenses in, in the Big Ten.
1: Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think I think there's a lot of uh, optimism and, and confidence going into tomorrow's game against uh, an unstable Michigan State program. But I, I like it's it's so, so so that's something I wanted to bring up actually real quick to you guys. I'm gonna do
2: like a step where yeah. I interviewed you. Um like that optimism and excitement, does that also make do you think that's making Nebraska fans like a little nervous? Because like, all right, I'm I'm too optimistic and too excited. Yeah. What what am I missing here? Like what what's gonna go wrong this time? Or do you think that mentality is starting to shift?
1: Well, it's it's weird because like I th- I find that I, I, I completely understand what you're saying because like Nebraska fans feel time and time again, like, okay, Nebraska should be able to take care of business, but I think so So often in recent years, especially Nebraska fans suffered and experienced them just not doing the little things and not taking care of business and not winning games that frankly they're supposed to win. So we're all like just kind of on the edge of our seats trying to just gain more confidence like, okay, we trust this program to actually do their job. I think right
0: now it's just been beaten into Nebraska fans for so long. Like Nick just said that, you know, you're waiting for the wheels to fall off. You're, you're seeing the offense struggle. You're seeing the defense step up and do more, more than you expected them to do. But after so many years of Nebraska, letting you down and losing these one score games and just losing in chaotic fashions, you're sitting here waiting and saying, okay, the defense is doing so well, but when do things come to a crashing halt? Like this is just what Nebraska football has been for so long that, it has to happen again, right? Like you get so excited and so confident that now you're, you're sitting back waiting, like, okay, now when do I get punched in the gut?
2: And I, I I don't, I haven't been, I've only been uh, here now in the middle of my second year. So I'm a little, uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um, I'm slightly detached from, I've been here long enough already to know, like from, uh, from looking at the past. And then uh, was it 20 games now? Yeah. 20 games now uh, of covering a team where it's like, okay, I, uh i've experienced it myself i mean but it's crazy to flip from the minnesota game where as Mm -hmm. soon as anthony grant fumbled the ball in my head i'm like all right you gotta start preparing for a nebraska loss like in the post-game coverage and whatnot and um looking on twitter and message boards uh on our site um afterward like uh, after the death settled dust settled and they lost it was like i that sounded like it was the the main opinion from everyone else like they're just like a lot of Nebraska fans. Most of them were just like, Yeah, uh, didn't even phase me because I'm so used to it. As soon yeah. as he fumbled, like, it was like, All right, well, there it is. There's the gut punch. And then you fast forward to, uh, to Saturday against Purdue. And as soon as Jalen Lloyd scored that touchdown, I started preparing for a Nebraska win uh, yeah. in the, the post game stuff, post game write ups and whatever, because I'm like, all right, it's like Rule said. Like, if we're up seven six, like we expect at halftime, we expect to win because of the defense, and um, that's when the that I felt like maybe at least for me personally, like that's when it felt like it started to shift. And then when um, when Kajun Jenkins hauled that fifty five yarder for a touchdown, it's like mm-hmm. uh, this, I don't know. It, 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 this this is like setting up for like a classic "Here we go again" game, but yeah. I don't know, like. It, Still so that it's still not sitting in my mind that that's gonna happen. As soon as Bullock I think it was Bullock or Borkatcher recovered the on in swing onside kick, it's like, All right, I think they're gonna be fine. I think that's a testament to the coaching staff, the leadership and the um ultimately the ultimately the players for breaking through that um that sort of mental barrier. But I mean, we still got a lot of season left. I mean, it, it's it's a step by step one week at a time coaching cliche type stuff, but they have to keep have to keep showing up if that uh, sort of long-term mentality isn't shit
1: well it's and i easy. i think yeah i I'm, I'm right there with you zach and we're talking to zach carpenter of inside nebraska and i guess what i was what i was thinking is like all right if nebraska once again proves to the fan base and honestly more, more so to themselves like as interior as a program um if they continue and they do their job tomorrow and take care of business number one. Inside that locker room, this, this, this morale and, and the, the confidence is only going to grow and increase number one, but also like, I can't even remember or picture what this fan base is going to feel like and to be a part of it in Lincoln tomorrow. If Nebraska is able to get six wins with, I mean, my goodness, three games remaining on the schedule in the regular season. And a couple of them that you, th- you believe Nebraska has as an actual shot in
0: yeah, that's
2: what I'm interested to see too, because i've uh, uh, I think it's going be I think it's going be pretty intense. I mean, you look at the purdue game and obviously it was uh, bad weather expected. It was like yeah. a gray overcast like sort of uh, gloomy day and it felt like walking in the stadium, I'm like, huh there doesn't seem to be as much uh, um, much pop around here yeah. as, as most weekends, which again result of probably the the weather and whatnot but if they win tomorrow and they're going into Maryland games, six and three, four and two, and depending on what happens over the weekend with the rest of the, the, rest of the teams in the division, it's like I think we're start seeing, um, seeing it go to another level. And uh, I'm interested to see what that's like. But also, I mean, it, it feels like it feels like the last three games and this one and then definitely Wisconsin, mm-hmm. probably Iowa too, they're all like these, these exercise the demon games or get over the hump game like the illinois win they'd lost three in a row to illinois mm-hmm. um, northwestern they had lost six of the previous nine purdue they lost four of the previous five um and they they exercised those frost era demons you know what i mean like they got uh they found a way to win and um started turning the page the only one they haven't the only opponent this year that they had historical difficulties with obviously except exception uh, the michigan game minnesota they had um they've had recent uh, the struggles with during the frost era and um they they couldn't get that one and it felt like that was almost like a looking back like a rite of passage game for for matt rule like no you can't just come into the, into nebraska become the huskers coach and immediately win your first game by one score you can't win a one score game right off the bat you have to at least suffer one of these to uh, get accepted into the into the fraternity and then now we've seen a shift so curious today and do that against michigan state and then coming up zach does. this
1: this isn't really a question but i just want you to get this this is a text that we just got on our text line that says nick you better go buy your adult diapers now because if if nebraska ends up winning the west <laughs> the fan base is going to collectively soil themselves and everybody's going to need them.
2: <laughs> it's going to be like the Oregon trail where Nebraska is going to find, <laughs> Nebraska fans are going to somehow find yes. their way to Indy, no matter what they, no matter what they have to do. Like we will travel barefoot. Yes. There,
1: yes, exactly.
0: Uh, so Zach, I, I was just, as you were talking, I just thought about something that Matt rule said. I don't know if it was his entry introductory press conference, but it was pretty, re- pretty early on when he mentioned that the ending of last season meant that this team was more ready than some other teams that he took over. And this wasn't a a year one. It was almost like a year two coming in. And a lot of us... You know, talking about Matt Rule when he first joined, when he first got into Nebraska was, you know, you've seen his year ones and previous stops and how bad they went. But then you see his year twos where they go, you know, around 500 and it's just a much better team. Should we have taken him like a little bit more seriously when he mentioned that, like the finish to last season with Mickey Joseph and with Bill Bush and, and the rest of the coaching staff uh, kind of prepared the people, the, the athletes remaining on this team for a, a more successful season?
2: Yeah, and I mean, I I look back to the Ethan Piper uh, quote about that Iowa win from Big Ten Media Days. So, like, um, I keep the transcripts all in a in a folder for if I have to go and look back. Like, is there there's different things where um, rule will say something, or the uh, one of the players, or rule, whoever will say something, or something is accomplished. And I look back and like, oh yeah, they followed through on exactly what they were saying. Um, in the summer or spring, fall camp, what have you. And, um, as you're saying that, Ethan Piper's quote comes to mind where he said, just being able to get, just being able to win against Iowa and be able to hold some type of resemblance of an accomplishment was a taste of success that we needed as a team to understand that we can do things here. And, um, so the very crucial point of us starting to get a taste of what it's like to win. Um, I thought that's a really, that was a really revealing quote about where the team's mentality was after that. And then uh, after that win and going into an off season where there's so much change and shifting um, that, all right, there's, there's a, there's a proof of concept here on the roster itself. And there's so many guys who are still um, obviously on this team that were part of that win. it's not like it was a ton of seniors or guys who went to the NFL draft who, um, who then uh, left the program, and um, I mean, I was I was a win away. We all know I was a, mm-hmm. a win away from a Big Ten West title. Another trip to Indy. I think the I think the number was what eight or nine wins in a row um, over Nebraska, and to get over that hump, like I just said, it's these like exercise demons game, and and that that was uh, that's sort of where it started. You almost got the Wisconsin game, but then you didn't. Yeah. And Iowa um, sort of served as that first uh, first stepping stone, and I mean, rule was the reports started trickling out like thirty minutes, twenty minutes before kickoff. That mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this, this thing's done. This deal's done. Rules uh, rules going to be the head coach, and then as um, soon as that happened, and as soon as Cooper DeGene got hurt, obviously, like things that's uh the door started opening. So that's uh, really really interesting to look back on.
1: Zach last one before we go ahead and let you go we we've, we're talking about a lot of the positives that are going on in nebraska football and, and, and rightfully so i mean there's a lot of uh good things and as you said i mean exercising of demon of demons uh occurring right now with the nebraska program on offense we know what needs to improve it's the turnovers the defense though there's a lot of really good stuff going on and we i mean we could talk about it until we're blue in the face, what in your eyes? What is something that the defense needs to continue getting better at throughout these last four games, potentially five, potentially six games in the in the in the back half of the season if they want to really you know overachieve some of their goals?
2: I mean, it's hard to say coming off the Purdue game where um they allowed less than two hundred yards of uh, mm-hmm. yards of offense and less than a hundred passing, hundred rushing. I mean. Um, and then they they finally did the thing that we keep talking about with the takeaways. I think they only had one sack in the game, or uh, one or two. Um, and I, I thought they were just they're efficient in every area: third down defense, red zone defense. I mean, um, the the first touch, the second touchdown was obviously on the offense, um, on the offensive shoulders, and the first touchdown for uh, Purdue was. Right after again an offensive uh, offensive turnover, um, and they got Purdue into a third and fifteen situation, and it had to be a, an incredible diving catch by Burks to get that score. Um, so it's like they keep answering the bell, answering the calls. So like, um, but Rule said that Rule I, I I love it because he knows what this team is, and he knows what but what buttons to press with each with each personnel group, each player, like um I mean you just hear few here and dissect what he, he said about Jeff Sims in press conferences versus what he says about Heinrich Harburg in press conferences. You can tell um you can that it's it's clear to decipher the the differences in mentality between the two quarterbacks and the type of coaching that they need. And I think the defense is more in the Harburg type uh mentality where it's like all right, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to publicly and privately challenge you. And it's like, all right, all right, they bring it. Then bring the challenge. Like yeah. this defense isn't like it's not like they're hearing those things and taking taking it as a personal affront. They're taking it as a challenge. So, um, I, I, obviously, the the uh, the passing defense, which is the, one of the main things we'll note, is the weather really helped out to sort of die die the ball down from Hudson Card on that that first Tommy Hill touchdown, but I mean, Hey, you're playing big 10 weather, man. Like you're yeah. playing, you're playing at Memorial stadium. You're playing in, in East Lansing where uh, things get windy and cold. So uh, it, it's um, another, again, I keep using the word interesting, but it's another interesting uh, factor in the season is they built a, this roster, they, they built it up with schemes and personnel to um, be a big 10 West team for now. Uh, in the first year, win Big Ten West-style games and um, start building toward the future. But, I mean, I guess passing defense, I still think can be a little vulnerable at times uh, in their man coverage team. And anytime you see a a one-on-one deep ball, like, no matter what team, NFL or college, that you're looking at, no matter how good the corners are, um, no matter what the matchup, you you always hold your breath for either maybe there's going to be a penalty here or, I mean, it's a deep shot. Anything can happen. Um, So, those things i guess you could you'd sharpen up but i still think they've done a good job in the in their man coverage but always things to tune
1: up yeah i think you feel pretty good about the the matchup going into tomorrow and michigan state really yeah. poor rushing offense uh and and uh, questions at quarterback um obviously And nebraska's defense certainly the better of the two sides of the ball for for nebraska as well so all right zach we'll go ahead and let you go we appreciate the time as always uh we will talk to you next week my man Yeah,
2: appreciate
1: you guys. Uh, Talk to you again soon. There he is, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Thanks to him, as always. All right, it's that time. Get the pad and paper ready. Or excuse me, pad and pen. Paper and pen. Whatever you want to whatever combination. If you want two pieces of paper, you can have those too. I don't know what you're going to do with them. Get get them ready, uh, as we are going to make our weekend picks coming up next. It's a really good week. Not financial advice. Not financial advice. We use the spreads off at ESPN. Unsponsored. Uh, it's about to be a good weekend pick segment, though, because number one, the side bet's really fascinating. Number two, it's an incredible week of college and NFL uh, action. So we'll dive into all that coming up next as we get you ready for On the Block.
0: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and com. Done.